Hello and welcome to All and Off The Pitch. It is an interview with Lily Ag, the very hard-working Lily Ag, London City Lioness midfielder, uh, midfield supremo. Lily, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's all right. I'm so glad that we finally, finally <laughs> get to speak to one another. Um, the life of a, what I say is a, a footballer, part-time but full-time, and full-time employee <laughs> elsewhere, balancing two worlds in one. How are you finding that? Yeah, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> that that's um that's the feeling every week. Um yeah, I'm you know, it's it's tough. Like I said, I'm trying to juggle full-time football essentially and teaching and marking and progress reviews that are due tomorrow and half terms coming up and going back to school and understanding now that we're doing COVID testing and yeah, it's been super hectic to be honest. And days are flying by um I don't know which I'm losing track of days that's kind of how it is at the minute um it's so it's a bit yeah thank god but um no it's a bit of a weird one but like I said it's just you know I'm grateful to kind of be in the position I am like I said other people are struggling with what to do day to day I'm kind of in the opposite and the days are flying by um but yeah, yeah just ticking by and yeah another week down feeling good so yeah looking forward to a laying in the morning yeah oh well okay well good for you good for you <laughs> Um, you currently play for London City Lionesses, okay, and you're you play in midfield. I've seen you play quite a few times this season, um, but you, you're not a Londoner, are you? You're, you're held from the coast. What part of the coast are you from? Yeah, I'm from Brighton, down south. Ooh. So, so what caused you to move into the, the big smoke, as they call it? Um, like I said, I've kind of always just moved my life around football, really. So when I was young, obviously growing up playing at Brighton, um, went then to Arsenal Academy. So that kind of moved me to Hertfordshire way. Um, and then I moved back to Brighton to go to university. Um, so I moved back to kind of my hometown, could live at home again, which was, was nice. Um, and then, yeah, since then I've kind of just moved to where football has taken me. So like I said, I ended up in Germany, um, back to Charlton, which was London based. Um, and then, yeah, now at London city, which again is kind of London area. So just kind of always following football and trying to be a team where, like I said, I feel I'm progressing and pushing myself and football is kind of the priority. Um, so yeah, that, that's always the reason as to where I end up and my location. That's all right. So even though you're from the coast, definitely London is is a key factor in your footballing career. Obviously, you say Arsenal and Charlton. Um, you know, I, I primarily know you from being, at, you know, London City Lionesses. What is it about this team that you like? Oh, there's, well, I said, there's quite a lot for me. I think, you know, what appealed, um, and I think to most of the girls when we kind of started this journey was the unique factor in the sense that, you know, Diane, the chair lady, has great visions and, you know, it's a standalone club and wanted to kind of go along. Um, and like you said, she's kind of put her own stamp on things with pride and what lionesses represent um, and so on. And since then, I think the, the club has set up very well in terms of, like you said, we are technically part time, but it's almost like a full time schedule. We're quite well looked after in terms of, you know, we are training at two o'clock most days. We're, you know based at Dartford at Princess Park nice facilities we get fed after training we can shower and stuff there um, so it's got a really professional feel um, which really appeals to me we're there five days out of seven which again is like a full-time schedule um, all I want to do is play football so the more I can 
the better. Um, and then obviously since being at the club, like you said, things have really, for me personally, been a lot better this year. Like you said, I broke my leg last year and was out for the whole first season. So kind of all the excite- excitement of joining um, to then have kind of the heartbreak of breaking my leg and being out for the whole season and kind of coming to terms with that and the big injury and how to get back and am I going to be okay and am I going to be the same player and, and getting over all of that. So now, like you said, really kind of relishing playing week in, week out, um, having Mel kind of taken over and she's really helped uh, enhance my game. Um, really enjoying playing under her and kind of what she's bringing to London City in terms of our culture. Um, so, yeah, there's there's lots to like about London City. And like I said, I feel it's a really good environment. And yeah, it's it, it's probably the best football I've been playing for for a while, like I said, and to come back from such big injury and feel as fit as, as I do and strong as I do and to, you know, be playing consistently is um, a really big positive for me also. Yeah, I would have, you know, like I said, I've watched you play your team play quite a few times you you've taken some hits <laughs> you've taken some hits and there was one particular game I think you took at least two or three hits in in in, in all in sequence and I thought <laughs> she's not going to continue but you did continue and you just seemed to you just, well I'd say got angry <laughs> was the word was the word I'd like to use you got angry it was, it was a very good game a very good performance from you but um you mentioned about, you know, what Mel has done for you as a player. You know, I mean, she had to take over from the previous manager. Obviously, she's been there now for a while and she's put in her stamp on the team. But you say that she's done something for you. What, what is it that she's done for you? Um, she, For me personally, I think she's changing me um, as a player as well in the sense that off the pitch. So... A bit like you said, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I play with my heart on my sleeve. I'm, you know, my last name's Ag. Uh, I'm nicknamed Aggie because, you know, I, when I play football, I'm, I'm at battle. I'm ready for war. Essentially, I, I will put my body on the line. I will give everything that's left in my body. You know, 110 percent, and that's kind of how I've been, you know, taught to play since growing up, and and that's why I love the game. And I think like you should always play every game like it's your last and give your all and you know you should never come off unless you physically can't stay on you know I think when I was younger I broke my arm and played on I broke my nose and played on that's just kind of in my nature and but for me Mel really helps in terms of recognizing where I can develop off the pitch as well as on the pitch in terms of my character in terms of leadership um, in terms of cultivating me and making me recognise. And like I said, I, I'm trying to be a less frustrated figure on the pitch and be somebody who's less angry and kind of, you know, less expectations and and try and just kind of focus on myself. And um, when you focus on yourself and you don't let, you know, other things that happen in the game dictate your game, I think I then play better football. Um, so that's really helped me. And I think, like you said, Mel, has really helped me off the pitch in terms of kind of understanding of life and kind of life perspectives and yeah different things for me to kind of think about from a different point of view rather than just how I see it um, and it like I said it helps me build relationships it helps me build kind of just as a person um, so yeah I'm really grateful for for that off the pitch as well as like I said on the pitch in terms of everyday training sessions that she plans and, and so on. Yeah you know when you said you know you, you she wants you to be a better person off the pitch, but also to focus on your own game. You know, the ang- I used the word angry. I didn't realise that was actually how you were playing the game sometimes. So I apologise if, <laughs> if, if I've touched on a nerve. But no, you did in that game particularly um, improve after a couple of uh, heavy challenges. But it's nice to hear 
uh, about what the manager is doing for you um, as a player on the pitch, but also off the pitch and how she's trying to kind of hone your game in a way where you're not caught up with the other sequence of events that are taking a place around you. But basically win your battles. Your own yes, personal for battle. sure. Yeah. You know, that's that's the, the key thing. Um, you know, obviously you say you work full time and you work, you train part time and you, you you say you do the best. You're, you're living, obviously, the best life. You're playing the best football, but it isn't easy. It isn't easy. You know, the, the championship in the league that, that you are and, and your, your fellow colleagues are in is a tough league. It's a very, it's a very, very difficult league. You know, any any day, any given game day, you're going to come up against an opposition that's quite difficult to play against. Difficult, probably very much the same mindset that you have. You know, you work all week and you're playing your football and you love to play the football. What would you do if you were given the opportunity to be a full-time professional? Would you say no? you know, because you like the, the lifestyle balance that you have, or would you say yes and throw yourself into it wholeheartedly, knowing that um, it may not be forever in a day? Um, look, like you said, I, for me, the goal is to always play at the highest level of, for football. That is always the goal. I think, you know, decisions for me, and like I said, even heading into next year is, you know, what does that that level look like in the sense of, you know, realistic. You have to be realistic. Your your top teams, for example, say I look at the league above in your WSL. You know, your Chelsea's, your Arsenal's, your Man City's. You know, when they're buying players from abroad, so you know, it's not really an option. It's in your dreams, it is, but it's never really going to be an option. So, in regards to kind of thinking of WSL, you you, you know, realistic wise, you have to look at the teams that are at the lower the the lower league. And like I said, I've you know, I played WSL for Bristol um, and that was a great experience. But again, do I think Bristol is a higher level than London City? Um, technically, yes, in terms of the league. But again, for me personally, I don't know if the move again would, you know, why would I move my whole life to Bristol for, for me, what I feel maybe isn't a step up, if that makes sense. And I mean, you touched upon it earlier. I think the championship is an incredibly tough league um top can beat bottom bottom can beat top and I think for me I enjoy the competitiveness of week in week out you know no game's easy and not saying that the WSL isn't as competitive of course it is and what a great league to be in but I think for me there's a big divide in the WSL and the top league um and I think for me I'd rather play championship but be in a team where I'm competing every single week um, for the top league and for championships and to be winning as opposed to potentially being a, a team in the WSL but maybe you know scraping by and kind of you know trying to to stay afloat essentially um because for me I want to enjoy football and to enjoy football you want to enjoy winning um and so on so I think it really does depend in terms of circumstances and clubs and things like that you know of course the goal is to play full-time football everyone wants to play at the highest level but I think your environment and surrounding um is also really important and like I said I'm very happy at the minute at London City um your manager has a massive part your culture your club you know and things like that and for me like I said London City does at the minute you know tick all of those boxes so tough one you can never say never um and no idea what obviously the future holds um but yeah at the minute I'm you know happy where I am <laughs> that's, well, that's good to hear I'm sure um, <laughs> your manager's happy you said that as well <laughs> <laughs> I can send her this after <laughs> <laughs> well 
Oh yeah, do that. Um, you talked about, you know, obviously Bristol, you know, you played there and it's WSL, but you know, in terms of them being a bigger club, in terms of where they are right now, but not necessarily in terms of the football. I, I, I do understand that. Maybe next year, that depending on where they finish in the league, you might play them. <laughs> uh, so, so, so there is that. With the transfer rumours that sometimes happen around the, the WSL clubs, do any of you, or do you, or any of your 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 player colleagues say, "Oh, I wonder if some of the big clubs are looking at lower uh, at our team." for players you know do, do they do, do you think that sometimes someone will go oh yeah we know that the WSL club is looking at you would you move and you've already kind of answered the question with regards to Bristol but just, just say for example saying you know someone came along another London club came in you know mm -hmm. Arsenal came in for you Spurs came in for you um, Chelsea came in would, would you what would you do would you say no or would you say I, I'm happy where I am because I know I'm going to play yeah, do you know what? It's one of them. I think, like you said, if it, you know, I mean, no, any, I think any player at London, if if a club like Arsenal, Spurs, even, you know, were to come in and, and want you, I think, you know, somebody who wants to be a footballer and full time, I think they wouldn't say no to that. I think they would want to push themselves in that league. And for me, I've always, you know, taken on a challenge and tried to always push myself. And, you know, that's something, if that ever did come along again, I think I would, you know, love to kind of accept the challenge and, and push myself. And, you know, I think, you know, I've, I've played at, like I said, various level. When I played at Bristol in the in the Summer League, I think, you know, when I was playing against your teams like Chelsea, Arsenal, you know, I do think there is a very small margin between the top WSL league and, for example, Championship or even WSL. I think, you know, don't get me wrong, there's some unbelievable world-class players in the WSL that really are. Um, but I also think, like you said, there are more than enough players in the championship that could easily play at WSL level. Um, so it's something that, you know, I would never say never. Um, you know, I'm always pushing to to play at the top level and I will do my best. And, you know, I do when I'm on top form, I do think, you know, I am good enough to be playing in the WSL. And it's one of them. It's, it's where as you get older, you start to kind of weigh up life and, and so on. And, you know. I'm 27 now. It's not like I'm, I remember being 16, playing for Brighton women first team and, you know, living that dream. But, you know, when you get to 27, you have to think a bit like, bit more about bills and lifestyle and, and so on. And, you know, football essentially has to be a job and alongside another job um, until, unless you are playing for your Arsenal, your Man Cities and so on and taking home a lovely salary. So, again, it all has to kind of weigh up life and, and where you're at. Um, but I'm always taking pay cuts left, right and centre just to play football. That's That's been the story of my whole life. And, you know, it's never about the money. It's, but when it comes to, like you said, you, you just want to play, you want to enjoy it. And for me, like you said, I'm playing regularly at the minute. I'm playing consistently. Um, and that is what it is about. And, you know, do I want to maybe push one more time and play at top level? If the opportunity was to come around, you know, I don't, think I would turn that down um but again dependent on the club the situation um and so on you mentioned two things one about you taking a pay cut obviously um which is it kind of it kind of underlines the point I was trying to get from you when I asked the question about you balancing two kind of full-time jobs you're playing football but also you have a job elsewhere um and you've you've had to make difficult decisions in your what we call normal life for those that don't play football that, that in, in any kind of professional capacity 
for for a part of your life which is a big part in terms of what you love your passion but also you 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 are a part-time professional you've had to make accommodations elsewhere just to do that with the point that i want to get from you is that back in 2019 you were on Newsnight. you talked about the world cup and the buzz um and with that buzz, there was an expectation that the game, the game would grow in terms of funding. That hasn't materialised. Would, would you say that the buzz is still there for the women's game in terms of the growth? It, it's a tough one. I, I do, to a degree. But I do, I think, that potentially the media, um, women's football in general, are doing enough to keep that buzz going is for me a bit debatable. I think the hard thing is obviously COVID. I mean, it's not an easy time for anyone. It's not an easy time for fans. It's not an easy time for growing the game. Like you said, every mm. lower league, non-league, you know, so many clubs are struggling, let alone the the effect it has on women's clubs. Um, and we were making great strides forward. I really do believe that. Um, and like I said, the buzz for me, I don't think has gone, but I think maybe the buzz for life at the minute has gone for everyone. You know, there's so much happening. You know, you watch football at the minute on telly and there's no fans and it's such a surreal, you know, people are saying, and this is what I always say in comparison when people talk about men's football to women's football you know when you watch men's football now and there's no fans is it as fun does it look as good are you noticing more mistakes Uh, are you a bit bored are you passing by do you know what I mean and again like people have to then think well actually when you watch a women's football game live on television and there's nobody in the crowds and there's nobody in the stands that is what we have to compete with week in week out when people say it's boring it's slow when you now watch men's games where there's no noise, there's no crowd, it's boring with all respect. It's still quite boring. And don't get me wrong, the standard is still there. But I think we do need to do more when fans are allowed back to promote the games, to understand where they are. Because I always say, you know, why is it when, for example, the Olympics was on and the women's, you know, sold out everywhere and there was 90 whatever thousand sold? There is there is an audience for it and there are demand. However, that's not the case because people don't even know where for example London City play people don't really know where Chelsea ladies play people don't really know where Arsenal women play um or when their games are so for me I think a lot more can be done to promote it and get that buzz back for sure it it, it seems as if the media have a point to push but also clubs also are doing their bit and fans are doing their bit in their small way but it's not a connected effort it's very much separate, you know, everyone's in their own garden. The fence is quite high, they can hear the noise next door, but they don't necessarily know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, and that that for me is, is what it is. It's very, very, very kind of telling. Um, I wanna ask you about the league and obviously not just with you, but your, the, the team's ambitions and your ambitions for the league going forward. Um, Mid-table-ish, had some good results. What are what are you aiming for? What are you personally aiming for? I know you've given a hint, but within the team structure, in the team goal, what are you aiming for? As in this year? Well, could be this year, could be next year. <laughs> um, no look, time scale think, from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think realistically, like I said, this year, you know, we're, we're just doing the best we can. We're going game by game. We're trying to cultivate off the pitch we're trying to build heading towards next season I think 
you know people forget that obviously London City when we started two years ago we you know we were put together by three I think three plus managers ago you know we've gone through spells and you know we were all contracted at the time to two years um the whole team from two years ago to where we are now so again there's been so many ups and downs within that there's been you know some people starting some people not starting different managers in different managers out and I think again there's going to probably be a lot of change there's going to be a lot of you know again rebuilding and going in and out and you know no one really knows what that looks like again it's all quite new probably going to be for everyone and I think at the minute we're going through a phase of everyone essentially is fighting for their position fighting for their new contract if they want them fighting for like you said the direction of London City and again I think you know we need to know from London City if we're going into next year if we're going to be a full-time team because at the minute I think there's so much almost it's unclear messages because like when I even when we watched back Lewis you know on their thing they were going oh you know in London City you're a full-time team and I'm thinking well, I'm not full-time. I'm definitely not paid full-time. I teach more than I am at training and I still, and so again, it's like, I think the important thing for London City and our structure within, and I think there's clubs currently ongoing um, and chats with obviously chairwoman and so on, but, you know, are we full-time? Are we going to base ourselves on a part-time structure or not? Because I think, you know, when you see teams such as uh, Leicester who have said, right, we're full-time, this is our budget. We have the best facilities. We're going to buy the players we want. We're going to go for it. You can see when you fully go for it, sort of the rewards. And I think that shows nicely with where they're at currently, um, whether they'll be there end of the season, who knows. But I think that to me shows um, a clear goal, a clear outlay in terms of finances as well as whatever else and a clear kind of target. And again, that's kind of then been achieved. Whereas I think with us at the time we were quite unsure on were we going in fully where we go what budget should we have should we not um and I think again it's a bit of a transition you know when you start up brand new and you're you know a standalone female club it's tough there's going to be so much stuff behind closed doors that again we don't even know about you know I don't even know what Diane Mel everyone behind London City have to deal with and I think you know it's going to be very interesting I I don't know the answers I'd love to be told look we're gonna go full-time next year and pay full-time and we're gonna go for it and and so on and you know that would be the ultimate dream and that would be lovely and I could then put my teaching job aside and you know give 110% every day rather than you know me at my struggling 60% because I've been up since 6.30 and and been teaching all morning but you know it's gonna be an interesting couple of months heading into next year and where people are going to be and there might be changes there might not we might have the same squad we might not who knows but I think the ultimate goal from the top which again does push down to players and staff is you know you want to win the league you want to push you want to compete um, and we we are completely recognize that you know maybe it's a bit too little too late this year um, never say never because the league's crazy but you know I think there's four games left five games left um, and we're, I think, you know, a good 10, 13 points or something behind top. Um, so a miracle would be needed. But, you know, we're, we're going to just fight to the end, keep trying to improve, keep trying to cultivate heading into next year um, and shape our squad and so on. And then, like you said, changes and so on off and on the pitch will be out of our hands. And, you know, who, who knows where kind of next year will be or who 
or where anyone will be, I guess. Well, you know what, I, I have to say, fingers crossed. And obviously, because we're talking, it's quite late and you've been up since 6.30. I, <laughs> I, I'm really, really grateful that you actually are giving me the time because people have no idea what time we're talking. And I'm going to take you so late. If you're up at 6.30, it's late. <laughs> this, is the, this is the last thing you want to do on a Friday. So I really do... I really do appreciate that you've actually given me the time. I will ask, though, that I get a chance to speak to you again in, in the future when you've got a bit more time, obviously. A hundred percent. And like I said, I'm, you know, don't you don't have to thank me for the time because, again, it's people like you for me who, you know, make the game better and who care about the game and so on. So like you said, you know, yeah, I'm tired. But joking aside, you're probably tired. This is your work. You're going out of your way to 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 make things happen. And you know, for me, I think it's so important as a player to to really respect that. And like you said, you know, my time for that is is priceless. And you know, you're more than welcome. And like you said, I'm more than happy to talk to you any other time. Like I said, I think it's great what you're doing, and I really enjoy oh, it. And no, thank you. I, I mean, I try in my own small way to do. Obviously, I love watching the games. And, you know, I, I try to get to as many as I possibly can and do as many things to promote the championship and, and every team that I've been to see. And, you know, what I will say is that, you know, I, I've been to see you guys a number of times, excuse me, and, and been to see Crystal Palace and London Bees and been down to Lewis. And I just kind of like blown away with the talent and the commitment from, from the players that I've seen there. And, um, yeah, you especially, that game, just, <laughs> you just... You just, uh, you just stood out. You just stood out for me. And I just thought, wow, this is someone who definitely wants to win this game and it will run for a brick wall. So, no, um, I, I, appreciate I appreciate that. No, 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 no. I appreciate it. Lot of, there are a lot of good players in your team. You know, I better not say anything because Mel probably will think if I start saying names, WSL teams will start sniffing around. <laughs> so I'm keeping my mouth shut for now. But I, yeah. There are a lot of good players in your team. Um, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions before we go, before I let you go off and relax for the rest of the <laughs> evening or morning as it is, uh, will be soon. Um, there are quite a few London teams in the championship. There seems to be a London derby every other week. <laughs> you know? It feels that way as well. It feels that way, which is good. It's good, but it feels that way. Um, a cheeky question. If there was a um, FAW Championship London Best 11 selected from Palace, Bees, Charlton and yourselves, Lionesses, who would make the squad from your team? Gosh, 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 from my team? Yeah. Oof. Because I'm thinking, I, I, I mean, London Bees, I mean, they got some talented players there. You guys, Charlton, Palace, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sure that if this is me being in my way, trying to promote the game in a really bizarre way, if there was a best 11 from whether it's the championship versus a best 11 from the WSL, what a game that would be. I know, honestly. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's tough. Like I can think of, even when I think of, you know, your Charlton, your Bees, your Palace, you know, I could say players off the top of my head that I know for those teams that, for me, I think are great players, you know. Yeah. You've got, I, you know, Charlie Clifford at Charlton, I think's unbelievable, played with her natural ability. She, you know, for me, bosses it in the midfield. When I think of Palace at the minute, you've seen Bianca Baptiste on absolute fire. 
you know, they've got some great players there. You've got even at B's, Brooke Nunn for me, yeah. outrageous talent. Again, you know, just kind of needs to be seen. And, you know, she's been working so hard. And, you know, there's, there's so many players you can pick out. I think our team, you know, we have got, again, like I said, we've got a mix of young players that have outrageous talent like for me Annie Rossiter Lily Percy you know you haven't really seen that much of them so far yet because again they're young up and coming mm. but you know if I'm you know to put my money on it you know England's five ten years time the the technical ability they both have mm. is outrageous if they can keep their minds set on it if they they can keep working hard keep progressing you know they're in a great setup at London City and and again they're the upcoming players that for me are going to be fantastic I'm luckily enough to actually have coached Annie and her talent is just outrageous same as Lily Percy technical both feet can read the game and so for me like I said they're unbelievable and they're young up and coming Um, Atlanta Primus you know such an intelligent player for me I think she reads the game so well she's kind of that one that you think she's almost not working hard because it's so kind of natural and easy. Um, it looks but easy she, for her. It, that's what I mean. It just comes across so, and she, you know, she scores for fun. And again, like you said, I I like playing with her very much. So, um, yeah, we have so many to be honest. I think you know our defense recently has been unreal. Shay, goalkeeper, she's fantastic. You know, to be honest, I I played with a goalkeeper in Germany, Bree, who was um. American, very similar to Shay. And I remember saying about Brie, like, whoa, like unbelievable goalkeeper. I've not seen a goalkeeper like it. And then now I've met Shay, I'm like, whoa, you two are very, very similar. And and you know, they are two of the best goalkeepers I've I've seen. Um and I think goalkeepers, especially in women's football, are, are very tough to find a very good goalkeeper. Um and I see that week in, week out with Shay as well. Um, she's fantastic. And like I said, our defense has been brilliant. You know, Harley, for me, Bennett is, you know, she is great at centre-back. She bosses, you know, her experience shines through. Um, She can dribble out. She can win 50-50s. Again, another player who, for me, is always up for it, always consistent, um, battles well. Um, I could could go for our team, to be honest. Do you know what? It's so hard. Like, I could, you know, we actually had to do a task not that long ago, um, and Mel actually made us all do a task and write down basically a good thing about each player. Mm. And like I said, you know, you can you can state so many good things about each player and kind of what they represent and and you know their role within the team. Um, and we do we have so we have so many different players that do bring so many different qualities. And again, like I said, you know, our starting eleven does ch- change because we have such depth. But that's football. And like I said, there are so many talented players out there. Um, a London derby, I really couldn't pick like I said there's even when I think of other clubs I think there's so many players that I'd love to play with and I've played with before that I'd love to play with again and and so on and so yeah it's hard if you if you actually one day I might write you down an actual full 11 from I all want, the London I clubs want, I want you but to. you can't post it anywhere I'll have a few <laughs> upset people like you can't post it anywhere but I'll be truthful all right then we'll, we'll do that I won't post it anywhere to, to the follow-up question to that would you be in the best 11 I don't think I can answer that myself. That's something I'd have to ask for, for teammates and peers and people I play against to, to to tell me. It's one of them, isn't it? Football, what can you say? Football's a game of opinions. You know, 
the people I maybe have just listed, other people might be listening and say, cool, like, I don't rate them then, you know, really, really. And that is what football's about. You know, you watch me and you think I've stood out and played well. Someone else might say, oh, nah, she's average. She's all right. No, not that good. Like, that is football. Um, yeah. I'd like to hope I'd be in that. But again, that's, you know, that's that's football for you. So depends who you're asking, I guess, that question is. Well, I might tweet out the question and tag you in. (laughs) (laughs) I'll retweet it. Yeah, retweet it. Right, I want to say a few final questions. Um, Best footballing quality for you? What is it? What is in what I think I have? Yeah. Yeah. um, I think I would say my compete, my competitiveness. Mm -hmm. I think... Yeah, I think, you know, like technically and so on, I think I always kind of go by the fact that if I'm to play a game, I could miss 10 open goals, but I'm still going to compete. I'm still going to put my body on the line. I'm still going to give 110%. And I think that's what I will always give. I'd like to think I am more than just somebody competing. And I do think sometimes I can turn up and do some good stuff on the ball as well and so on. But yeah, I think that for me, I think lots of people always say, you know, I'm very hardworking and, and kind of drive the team and kind of help make the team tick. So I think that's probably my best quality. Okay. And one last question. What is it that you hate about losing? Oh, gosh. I, I ask myself this all the time. Like, oh, we have it in training and I this is what I can't deal with. And like, I don't know how it, how I've been brought up, how I've been, I can't stand losing. Like when I lose, if I lose on a Sunday, my whole week is ruined. I can't sleep on a Sunday night. I think over the game 101 times, what could have, like what could have done better? Why did we lose? What? And I'm the same in training. Like we literally do say if we do five aside, I have head loss if we lose. And it's just purely because I just, there's no worse feeling for me. Like I would rather hurt myself body on the line whatever it is than lose and I don't know there's not that many people like that these days and whether it's a good or a bad thing I need to rein it in sometimes because then like you said I can you know come across personal and lose my head and maybe a few swear words but to me it's all about winning and you know that's that's in life that's in general I think you know you've got to strive to to want to win and and to be better and yeah, I don't know that I, I can't put a finger on what it is. That is the worst part about losing. But I just know that it stays with me for longer than 24 hours when I lose. Oh, I'm sorry. I asked that question because I saw you when you were on the sideline once and you were given the linesman or shall I say the assistant referee a few choice words. That's all. <laughs> nice <laughs> ones, all. probably. I think oh. I often say to the line, do you want my glasses? Do you want my contact <laughs> lenses? <laughs> That's it. I say it cheekily. I say it lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely did say something which made me laugh and a few <laughs> others around. I want to say thank you again. Really, I really appreciate you spending the time and just sharing with me and the others who are listening to this fantastic interview uh, right now. Uh, that was, this is, should I say, Lily Ag, uh, London City Lionesses midfield dynamo maestro. Is that right? One or the other. I'll take both. No, thank you very much for your time, Rodney. Honestly, really appreciate it. Great guy. Thank you very much. And we'll definitely see you soon. And that's it for now from the pod. We'll be back with another interview very, very soon. I'm going to ask Lee, who, who else can I interview from her team and anyone else in the league? 
We'll see you very soon. Bye for now.